Are the lights on? Good. Welcome to Listen with the Lights On. I'm Jessica Blaustein Marshall. And I'm Patrick Garrett. Starting in Washington, D.C. on April 21st, the funeral train carrying President Abraham Lincoln's body for his last journey around the nation left Union Station northward bound, where it cut through Philadelphia, New York, Poughkeepsie, Hudson, Albany, Utica, Buffalo, and a series of cities across the Midwest before arriving in Springfield, Illinois on May 4th. The presidential procession traveled across the country so mourners from all over could see the president's final ride. Just days earlier, the country was celebrating the Confederate surrender. One lesser-known fact is that Lincoln actually signed the bill creating the Secret Service the exact same night he was shot in Ford's theater. His bodyguard was not at his post, but rather drinking at the saloon next door during intermission, supposedly the same saloon where John Wilkes Booth was drinking. On a recent visit to the New York State Capitol, we chatted with official Capitol tour guide Stuart Lehman about the infamous train's alleged appearance in Albany. Well, uh, one amazing connection to the New York uh, Capitol didn't actually occur in this building, but is connected to the building that was here before. Uh, there was a, a smaller federal-style building. I was built in 1809 and torn down in 1883. On this very spot? Near the spot. Okay. Actually, it would occupy the spot in what's now East Capitol Park. Uh, unfortunately, as this building was being built, they tore that one down, essentially because it blocked the view of this much, uh, much grander building. Mm -hmm. But that building was there during the many debates that would eventually lead up to the American Civil War. In 1861, President uh, Abraham Lincoln visited Albany, New York, came up State Street Hill to give a speech in the assembly chamber of that old state capitol building. Wow. He wasn't the only celebrity in town, though. There was an actor here performing in a play. John Wilkes Booth was... I think yes, I knew you were going to say yes, that. <laughs> yes, he was here performing in a, a play, a play that had as its theme a political assassination in ancient times. And uh, you won't be surprised to know that he played the villain in that play. And apparently here in Albany, he saw Abraham Lincoln for the first time. He was probably in the crowds watching uh, the president-elect uh, coming up the hill to give his uh, speech. Uh, four years later, when uh, Lincoln was assassinated, his body went back to Springfield, Illinois by a special uh, funeral train. That train stopped outside of Albany. The body was ferried across the river, and it lay in state overnight in the assembly chamber of that old state capitol building. And 50,000 people in, a, uh, in only a few hours came through and paid their respects to the martyred president. Wow. At that very time when people were filing through that Old State Capitol building, 400 miles to the south, John Wilkes Booth was being surrounded in a tobacco barn in Virginia by a New York State Cavalry Regiment. And when he wouldn't uh, uh, surrender, uh, one of the soldiers, thinking he was about to fire on his comrades, uh, shot him. And he died hours later on the front porch of a farmhouse. Wow. Uh, and that all occurred while Abraham Lincoln was laying in state. Now, there is at least one ghostly legend about that. The funeral train that, uh, that uh, brought him here for many years was said to reappear as a phantom train on the anniversary of its original journey. 
on the uh, Hudson River Railroad line around April uh, 25th. Have you seen evidence of the train? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> and you, the train tracks are where they are right now, right? The same, pretty much in the, the same, same place, in okay, the same so area. The yeah, there are a number of newspaper articles from the time that document that, and they're actually interviews with uh, railroad workers who were out uh, late on the tracks uh, those nights and described it. It does seem, though, that uh, many of those railroad workers had too much time on their hands and uh, quite a bit of imagination. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I've heard the story of the Lincoln Death Train in many places. Yes. A lot of different places where yes. the, it stopped, people have stories about hearing it and seeing yes. it and all that stuff. Yes. So I think that's a fascinating, like, for that many people to talk about it. Just, yes. you know. Yes. It was one of the largest funerals in history, mm -hmm. and uh, it uh, affected millions of people, and millions of uh, people uh, in the United States came out, and if they couldn't get in to see one of the, uh, the viewings in a uh, Capitol building, mm -hmm. they would line the tracks and watch the train uh, go by. Even at night, they would build bonfires so they could see the train uh, go by in their particular area. So it was a very profound uh, event in American history. So not Certainly. surprising that it would leave some uh, some echoes uh, throughout eternity. And the, the, the path was from Washington up and then across to Illinois. Is that how it went? Yeah, it went to... Uh, um, uh, to Baltimore first, uh, Philadelphia, mm -hmm. New York City, uh, with, uh, where 150,000 people uh, went through City Hall, mm -hmm. then to Albany. Albany was chosen because there was not enough time to go to uh, New England, uh, where so like many, much of his support yeah. came from. But by being in Albany, New Englanders could come, and they did uh, in great numbers, to come to pay their respects. Then it went on to Buffalo, Cleveland, a few other stops, and then finally in Springfield, Illinois. The whole process from Lincoln's death to the time uh, he was uh, interred took uh, 20 days. Wow. And how long did you say he was in Albany for? A day or two? Uh, just a few hours. Or just a few hours, Just okay. essentially overnight from uh, about 10.50 or so, 10.50 or 11, to about 4 o'clock the, uh, the next day, to wow. 4 o'clock uh, in the afternoon the next day. Yeah, I mean, we get really excited when <laughs> presidential candidates roll through town alive. Yes. <laughs> Imagine how yes. crazy it must have been. It seems like Lincoln just has this crazy connection with Albany for some reason. I mean, it, we've heard plenty of stories between John Wilkes Booth. There's a, a dress in the cottage, uh, the Lincoln dress. And why do you think it is that he, out of all the presidents, seemed to have one of the biggest connections to Albany? Well, it's an interesting question because, of course, he was a very, uh, very uh, popular uh, president, especially uh, here in the North. Uh, in Albany, uh, at the time, politically was very divided between Lincoln supporters and uh, people who didn't want to see the war prosecuted or people who wanted to see the war going on but perhaps without a Republican president. <laughs> so not everybody in Albany at the time uh, supported uh, Abraham Lincoln. But I think after his death, even those people who initially were uh, opposed to him came around and uh, realized what a, what a loss the country had. So I'm sure Albany is not alone. Many other places throughout, throughout the northern United States uh, share their, their connection in one way or another of either Lincoln visiting, playing in state, or some other connection. Uh, the one thing I wanted to point out is from 
earlier we were talking about in the Senate and this assembly, how you pointed out the differences and how to me that sounds almost like politics today <laughs> still playing out way back when. It's almost like some things just haven't changed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, in researching the um, suffrage tour, one of the things that surprised me Today, when we're giving tours here, it's wonderful for the public to see when it's in session because there's so many people here making their uh, ideas known. We call it democracy in action. Mm -hmm. the people with placards, people just flocking here to, to get their particular position uh, out. If you go back to the late 19th, early 20th century, um, women who were seeking the right to vote came here every year in mass. Um, they would appear for judicial uh, committee hearings that would uh, to um, promote getting the women's vote um, referendum started. Uh, they would uh, fill the assembly chamber, sometimes the Senate chamber as well. And it wasn't just the uh, women who were here supporting the right to vote. There was a, an equally uh, large and vocal and organized group of people who were opposing women's right to vote. Um, and they were also coming up here for those same hearings and were occupying the assembly chamber and getting their particular positions uh, known. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, while there were men, of course, in both camps, both the anti-suffragists and the suffragists tended to be women. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So imagine Interesting. a bit over 100 years ago, you would see people here protesting placards, banners, and so forth. They would be dressed a little bit differently, but, but it would be recognizable to anybody who uh, came to the Capitol today. I was just curious about the tours that you give. So I know you give tours all year round, but the Halloween tours, I mean, it's yes. typically pretty popular, right? How yes. many people do you yes. get coming through? And do they come from just this region? Are they from all over the place? Um, we get quite a few coming uh, from, uh, from around New York State, but most, of course, would be local. Mm -hmm. Some people come year after year. We usually get about 1,000 to 1,500 people wow. coming for that tour. And they're, they're yeah. looking specifically for, like... Yes. Ghosts and legends and legends all that stuff. Legends and uh, uh, all those interesting parts that aren't often covered on the on the regular tour of the Capitol. Mm -hmm. And do people tell you like why they come from so far away? Like the people that come from far away, like why we came all the way here for a tour of the New York State Capitol, a ghost tour of the New York State Capitol. Yes. <laughs> well, it's. Um there are a lot of people with a with an interest in the, in the paranormal or mm -hmm. in the, with interest in legends and folklore and uh, an interest in in different aspects of, of the history. So, mm -hmm. so we're glad that people uh, glad that people uh, come from uh, from different areas. To, yeah, uh, I feel like this is such a great mix of history and legend. Like it's just one of a, a unique yes. place where it really just and, intertwines. And don't forget the art and architecture. Uh, the architecture of the building is astounding. It's a wonderful mm -hmm. example of uh, 19th century um, architecture and craftsmanship. Great stone carving uh, throughout the building. Wonderfully uh, designed uh, spaces. There is, besides the mural in the war room, we have the Hall of New York, which has paintings from around, of landscapes from around New York State. Mm -hmm. We have the Hall of Governors where there are paintings of 53 of the 56 governors of New York. Um, Why only 53? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the um, 
There was one governor back in 1828, his name was Nathaniel Pitcher, who died before photography was invented, and he never had an oil painting done, or if he has, it's been lost. Hmm. Uh, and uh, of course, Governor Andrew Cuomo, his picture is not due yet, because tradition has it that the governor provides the painting shortly after he leaves office. So gotcha. That's how. Oh, maybe that guy from long ago is a little miffed that he didn't get well, his opportunity. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. maybe. Yes. Who knows? Yes. Well, we still uh, Google him from time to time just in case a painting shows up in somebody's <gasps> attic somewhere. <laughs> that's in, that's interesting. So if it did show up, you would gladly put it up? Like, is that oh, yes. kind of... Yeah. Yeah, huh. yeah. Any wow. governor it doesn't matter how uh, how long they served. Um, one governor uh, only served two months, mm-hmm. and his picture is there. So. If, like us, you're fascinated with the legends of Lincoln and his ties to this region, visit wamcpodcasts.org or subscribe to our podcast and go further back in the feed to hear our previous episode about Lincoln and the bloody dress.